listeners, it's Wednesday, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert. For the past two weeks, we here at Spoiler Alert have been diving back in time and looking at our movie highlights decade by decade. This week, we have the privilege and obligation to take you to the 1990s. You see, Sean, in the before times, we used to have this thing that we worried about called the year 2000 problem or Y2K. (laughs) Basically, when Mm -hmm. programmers wrote computer code, they would write the year as two digits, so 98 was 1998, oh, and God. the concern was that once it rolled over, uh, it would fail, because computers would calculate the year as 1900, but and enough mansplaining. it did fail, right? <laughs> it, not really, no. The, uh-huh. the world still stood, they just, uh, I think they all just fixed it. I think they all just fixed everything yeah. and made it work. I think that's all that happened. Anyway, I'm of course joined via Zoom teleconference by Sonia and Sean. Hey guys, how are you? Hello. I'm good, how are you? (laughs) I saw a TikTok this week that was like, Mm -hmm. people talking about the 90s now is the same as talking about the 60s in the 90s. And I'll tell Mm -hmm. you guys what, that really stopped me in my tracks for a hot second. Like the math tracks, I I know that intellectually, but it's one of those moments where mm-hmm. you just go, oh, I'm old. Whoops. Um, it's the 90s, baby. Schwing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As if. Gag me with a spoon. That's next week, Sonia. No, eight. it's Clueless. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, it started. Uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> We're both a little uh, right. Before we begin... I I just have to on a scale of one to ten, how scared were you guys of Y two K, like legitimately concerned? Well, I was thirteen years old, so I did not have any access to, um, nothing that would really be affected by it. Like maybe the computer mm-hmm. that I served in my parents' living room every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I, I, my Walkman would keep going. My mm-hmm. my. <laughs> Six second shock Walkman. So I was pretty chill. But I understood that other people were concerned. Mm-hmm. But I did not have the same concerns. Uh, Sonia? Yeah, I likewise was a child. And um, I don't think I really knew what it was. Like, I remember hearing people talk about it. But I don't think I had a single concept of what might be happening. Uh, well, young well, 11-year-old Jeremy... Um, 10, 10, 11, um, was very concerned Aww. because his grandfather watched, I think, Dateline, and it had all these <laughs> oh, preppers on it. Oh, God. Who were, like, explaining what was going to happen. And I remember thinking, like, this is, like, this is scary. Like, this is not yeah. okay. Like, this is a huge risk to the population. God. And then, some months after that, my mom was watching, like, a Canada AM type show. I don't know what it was. And they were talking about it, and someone explained what it was, and then I remembered that I felt stupid, because I thought that that was like, oh, the world's not going to end for that. You felt felt the shame. Grandpappy Legui made you feel the shame. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, he was just watching. uh, He just had something on so he could sleep, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, (laughs) that's that's not what this show's about. Um... <laughs> you guys, another glimpse um, into the past. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. And every time it just chips away at the 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 mold of me that people and, have in their mind. Yeah, I, um, I see you. <laughs> I see you um, you guys, why why do we feel the way we do about the nineties? What is it? Is it just because we were so young and impressionable? Like, is that all it was? It's because and every like, film in the world was made in the 90s, as we've discovered <laughs> this week. And I know if you check the math, it's not correct, but it's what it's what my heart says. Um, it's a large chunk. It's a very large chunk. Anything well, that is like formative, for sure. Right, but that's is that because you were six years old? Yes. <laughs> I think it's a little of column A and a little of column B. Like, the 90s was... The 90s was a big time for certain things. Like, you know, all of the animated Disney movies. Like, there was a lot of stuff happening in the 90s. But then also it has to do Mm -hmm. with our age. So I Um, think it's both. I feel like the 90s just, like, took big swings and made such Mm. formative things. Like, 
if we're talking action movie or like blockbusters, we had like Independence mm-hmm. Day and like Titanic, like yeah, sort of iconic things, or like, um, you know, like Scream, or mm. um, I know what like you did indi- last summer, or yeah, for like independent movies like Muriel's Wedding and things like that. Like it kind of mm. all of the genres, everyone had a really big showing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, is the, and this is where I get sort of like questiony about it because are you know, the young people of today going to react the same way to the Marvel movies? Because to me, that seems impossible. Yeah, I also believe, but it's it impossible. could happen. But but that's what's is that what's going to happen? Like, is that is it just that we're so tied to that? Like, okay, it co- it's come back to this so many times. Why do I love women in safari shorts? It's because of Laura <laughs> oh, Dern. God. You right? imprinted. Like, we, we, we can. Got... We can we can draw a direct line. So yeah. the, the new question is, is it because you're that age or is it because of Laura Dern in the shorts? And I'm, It's both. I, I don't know. Is it though? Yeah. Uh, we, where's, where's, where's a younger, per, where's a, a person who's like, who's the 2000s or their 90s? We need to talk to them. Mm. Right into the show and tell us how you feel about some certain things that we think are pretty trivial. But on to... Onto the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Sean sort of alluded to this. Um, I was just, what, there's so much to cover. So before we get into favorites, my question is, what are some dominant themes of the 90s? And I think I'm going to start us off with Titanic. Mm. Because it was something. It like, it It was was. this huge. um, What what are you guys' thoughts about Titanic? Yeah, I mean... Little boat movie. <laughs> I don't know that it really made much movie. of a cultural impact. Oh, Just boat. kidding. I'm being sarcastic because it mm-hmm. really did. But isn't it interesting? Because <laughs> Kate Winslet right now is like mm. in a project called Mayor of Easttown, which I haven't watched, but everyone is like raising. Same. And it's basically her biggest project since 1998. It's Titanic, right? Like, I feel mm. like this is the most I've seen her in the news. Like, she's done you know, the holiday and things like that. But I was just like, I feel like I it's justice for Kate Winslet now, this this year. I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's just I something mean, I've been thinking about. You're kind of right. You're kind of right in that. But she, I think she's been quite famous the whole time, though. Oh, yeah. I, I would. I would. Yeah. What was Revolutionary Road? Like, yeah, mm. there's. The Reader. She's had lots of work. I don't yeah. know. I, I still need to watch well, Ammonite. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when she but, when she uh, plays like the illiterate like Nazi, like I don't think these are her. I don't think people really remember <laughs> her as this. But, I that movie but, messed me up, so <laughs> I remember. But um, that might also have to do with the fact that I didn't know I was queer yet, and I had Kate Winslet feelings. Now that I say that out loud, <laughs> and then she was a Nazi, so it was a whole thing. Anyway, sure. I think that Titanic is one of the first like. I feel like Titanic for me is like the most famous movie in my mind. Like it is a movie that everyone knows about if you had to pick one. And And I'm just realizing that I think that has to do with my age. And everyone knows Mm -hmm. four lines from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it just had such a big rollout. It had like the publicity was like, Mm -hmm. it probably was also hitting at a time when the internet was also finding its stride. That's true. Mm. Maybe that's what it's all about. Ooh, interesting. But also, genre. like uh, effects-wise, and like I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think also as well, and this pushes us sort of into our next theme. But like the wake of the Shawshank Redemption is something that people still talk about, and like there's nothing fancy there other than storytelling and good mm. acting, right? Like, like there's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, there's there's no uh, CG rendered uh, Captain America or boat breaking in half or anything like that. At least in Independence um, Day, you've got that wild <laughs> White House blowing up scene that that's true. blew my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, and that that also like another sort of note of the '90s is this incredible action mm. that. Uh, is so so near and dear to my heart 
uh, all these John Woo films that I've gone on and on about. But uh, a one that I found that every time I remember it exists just makes me happy is Speed. Oh, Which yeah. is a, a movie that can't work, but does. I've still never <laughs> seen it. Oh, um, there are so many movies from the '90s I haven't seen. So no, you have I mean, to watch not, Speed. It's yeah. really good. Also, okay. I remember watching um, the Muppet like television show. Um, mm-hmm. They had like a variety show, and mm-hmm. they did an episode where Sandra Bullock was the guest. And then that episode, they had to uh, someone phoned in and threatened the show with a bomb. And if the ratings <laughs> went below a certain number, they would blow up oh, the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like uh, it was. It's so funny. I feel like. I need to rewatch that. It might not hold up, mm. but when I was a kid, I was rolling on the floor. <laughs> I think it must. It must. It must. I got to check that out. I and that's like a big swing to threaten well. to threaten a bomb threat on a on a kids show is a is a big swing, but <laughs> it really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys want to talk? You guys want to talk action? I watched mm-hmm. a 1993 film for the first time called The Fugitive. Oh, um, yeah. starring Harrison Ford and a young, dare I say, Tommy Lee Jones. He's still yeah, he never actually he's young. like young, <laughs> yeah. but he he still holds himself as if he's old. At, at best, he was born at forty five. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, all, sort of pseudo he's always Benjamin had his trademark like folds. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was taking a drink of water when you said folds. It was. Spectacular. <laughs> and okay, I didn't sorry, know much about I didn't know much about this film except for like a reference from The Simpsons when Sideshow Bob is like being hunted through a the dam or something. Oh and yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm innocent. And then a, a random man is like, I don't care. And that's <laughs> like the only that line reading is like the only reference I had to it. And um and then when it happened, I was like, Oh, I understand what we're doing. But this film is crazy packed full of action. It's great. That doctor goes through so much. He -hmm. is like, spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't seen it, but he is, first he discovers his wife being murdered, fights off the killer, then he's wrongfully accused, goes to jail, is sentenced to death, escapes from jail, then hunts down the person that he believes killed his wife uh, and brings him to justice. It's like, it's a wild two hours. That is wild. Yeah. No, it's it, it's crazy. And um, there's so much that happens and so much that's like not really believable in terms of jumping off dams and... Yeah, jumping uh, off the all dam. These, yeah, all, all of these crazy things. Yet, when you watch it, like you, it just pulls you in. It just absolutely sucks you in. And um, Harrison Ford is really great. And I really love um, Tommy Lee Jones. And Mad TV used to have this bit of him where one of the actors would play Tommy Lee Jones and like yell at people for five minutes. Like in that scene where they're all like, like combing the, the fields. Yeah. To look and for he just him. is I don't like, know, I don't know do how that. else to describe that. You get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just like this this great sort of moment but that's also like would never happen like no one would ever stand in the middle of people yelling like that like you would organize yourselves and like you'd tell five people who tell five people like you wouldn't do that but no was, he uh, he's just it was fully just barking out like let's get dogs out here and like somebody's yeah. running off to do that um the, the <laughs> fbi also in this film are extremely reckless and i don't like I don't know if people would want to see that today because he's just like, he's shooting at random people. He's like carrying, he's like carrying his gun like constantly, just like willy nilly. He kills, <laughs> he kills at least three sort of innocent people. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough. Also yeah. very he... strange Jane Lynch and Julianne Moore cameos. Oh. Oh. Jane Lynch is just like a random scientist and she's like, Dr. Trample, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not what? even like yelling or angry or anything? No, she just is like, I'm on set for, the, for a couple hours and there I go. Yeah. 
Yeah. She probably didn't even get paid for that one. Um, okay, so I, I, I got a couple more moments I would like to bring up. Mm. One of them, I'm very... We've never talked about this, I don't think, and I'm super curious to know, because it's a spectrum with two sides. It's black and white. A spectrum Adam with two sides? That is... <laughs> that's, what, that's my <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A black and white spectrum? This is... <laughs> that's, what that's That's my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> The 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 work of Adam Sandler. What do you? Where are you? Where do you guys lay on this? Oh God, <laughs> I understand you. I know where you're going. Okay, so mm-hmm. on one end of the spectrum, should we say is Happy Gilmore? Is that the top? <laughs> I think we're. I, I, I think we're placing ourselves on the spectrum. I think yeah. I oh, think so. and oh, I, I, I see. I, yeah. I yeah, thought we were yeah. ranking all of his sort of nineties films. No, <laughs> God, no. Oh my God, no. We don't oh, okay, have the God, time sorry. for that. Yeah, maybe we'll do his own show, but I don't think anyone wants to do that. Yeah, um, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I don't know. Adam Sandler is one of those people who, like, holds a place in my heart for things that I thought were funny at a certain time in my life. Mm-hmm. Partly, I think, because I thought I was supposed to if boys were going to like me. There's, like, a certain internalized oh. misogyny element to the Adam Sandler enjoyment, I think. The um, Sandlerverse, yes. <laughs> the Sandlerverse. Uh, where I'm like, you know what? I think probably if I went back and watched literally any of those movies now, I would find them horrifying and probably not that funny. But I know there mm-hmm. are parts that I would find funny. And he still sometimes can make me laugh for no reason just doing his stupid Adam Sandler thing. But mm-hmm. also, like, is he really a genius comedian or is he just a guy who does a lot of silly voices? Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we have the answer to that. Question. Okay. This is, okay. Yeah, this is an age-old question. Hmm. Hmm. Because uh, I, well, well I th- and I think that that is sort of like, because I think, well, my 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 joke about the spectrum is that there's either people who kind of don't like him slash have never got into it, or people who have this weird relationship with what he's done mm. because. There are things that are really funny, like some of the stuff he did from SNL, which was the early 90s, before he sort of launched off. I do appreciate, like, Happy Gilmore and all, mm. you know, but things like The Waterboy, like, mm. on paper, I feel like can't work. You know, like, he can't do that goofy voice the whole time. Mm. And then, I haven't watched it in a while, but some of the jokes are still funny, and they, like, they got Kathy Bates and Henry Winkler, mm. like... You know, like, all these parts, like, work, and then it kind of does work. I will never watch Click again in my oh, life. God. I couldn't care, I couldn't care, like, I could not care less about, right, like, I, I, it's just such a strange, I don't know. What's, what are your thoughts, Sean? Um, okay, if Happy Gilmore played when I'm lying on a couch and it started playing, I would watch it and I would probably enjoy it. <laughs> I do believe that I like Happy Gilmore. Um, but there's, yeah, there's, the catalog is spotted. <laughs> what's your favorite, what's your favorite, what's your favorite one? Yeah, I think it is, it's got to be Happy Gilmore for me. Because I yeah. feel like it's the less cringe, the least cringe. Actually, maybe The Wedding Singer is also pretty good. Oh, mm. that's good too. Yeah, that would probably be mine. Wedding Singer? But it is But again, is I haven't really seen fun. any of them in so long. I know, mm-hmm. man. I hate to broach the idea of doing an Adam Sandler episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that for later us. To Let's think just about. think of this. <laughs> we we might have to. Um, okay. The, the last thing I want to talk about in the single segment that I thought would be one small part of the show, but is becoming half of the show, uh, is a little gentleman called M. Night Shyamalan, mm. who finished the 90s so hard with such high success because the sixth sense came out in 1999 and i cannot think of any time any other time that he was more like i just look at this list of movies and it just starts going down hard he was almost of the town in 1999 Mm. honestly Um, did did you know that y2k was one of his screen his writing uh (laughs) joke never mind i was trying to (laughs) i was trying to make a joke but i couldn't sean if that was true it, it it literally would have rocked me to the core. <laughs> like, it literally would. Like, if you were going to sit here and tell me the that he wore the world's Y2K. The orchestrated by M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> is what I wanted to. <laughs> what a twist. 
Oh my god, that would be so exciting. Um, so, uh, specifically because of where we're at in our timeline, uh, what is your guys' relation to M. Night and, in particular, The Sixth Sense? Did it? Did you watch it? Did it? Was it big when you were? What was? What was the situation? You know, I'm not. No, you oh, go. Sorry. I was gonna say I was a voracious reader of Goosebumps books when I was a kid, and the very first mm-hmm. one is called like uh, I forget what it's called, like My House Is Haunted or something. And the the twist of that is the main character of the book in the last chapter she realizes that she is the ghost and she. She thought her house yeah. was haunted. And so mm-hmm. I had my brain exploded by this book. And so then when I found out the twist of The Sixth Sense, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's been done by one R.L. Stein. So I love that, Sean. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> You're like, okay, seen it. Yeah, um, I've been there, done that. I honestly have never had a particularly strong relationship to M. Night. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I knew the twist of The Sixth Sense and knew it as like a punchline and a cultural touch point before I ever even knew it as a movie. Like, I never had the opportunity to watch it unspoiled, you know, because it just became such a like meme. Um, Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like like that was one of those punchlines that people would make all the time after it came Mm -hmm. out. Oh, um, oh, 100%, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we would be no, reading no in class, feelings. and a kid would just say, like, I see dead people, yeah. and we would roll on the exactly. floor. No one had seen the film. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, My family had to watch it, much like his later film, Signs, uh, in two parts, because it did get, you know. Um, <laughs> I, remember being, I remember being impressed, but I think that was where I sort of realized that, like, I'm not really scared by movies like i'm just so aware that i'm at home and that's a fictional world you know um and it's that that feeling has gotten intensified but uh, i should we maybe we're maybe we're an m night movie show is coming yeah, that might be hard to do yeah listeners for those who don't know for three years i have been trying to figure out how to do a Polly shore episode and it is impossible <laughs> like it is not like there is like aside from going back in time and buying VHS is that I hand off to myself. Yeah. There's no like it's not no way. It's not for is... lack of interest from us, honestly. It's literally no, like it's where so are these they're, movies? They're so hard to get. Anyway, okay. I want to talk about one more thing uh before we move on. And this Sonya you've already alluded to, but this is like the Disney films. You look at the list of Disney films that came out in the 90s and it starts strong with like Little Mermaids yeah, at baby. the end of we'll talk about that you know, next show, but like Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Nightmare Before Christmas, Lion King, Goofy Movie, Pocahontas, Toys, like it's just movie after movie. All I Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre Dame, maybe a low well. point here. Um, <laughs> Why, that's arguable. <laughs> have you watched? Did you watch that? It's movie? got a good song. Um, it's got a good song. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what are you guys, what's your relationship to all these Disney movies? I mean, I can't help but feel that they brainwashed me, at least a little. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they just were such an immense part of... I mean, Disney still is such an immense part of our culture and has made itself so by Mm -hmm. gobbling up every every company in its wake. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just so iconic and like like truly childhood defining, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sean? Um... When I was a ch- child, I used to put a t-shirt on the crown of my head uh, so it would like flow out behind me and pretend that I was <laughs> Ariel the Little Mermaid. So nice. I I have been on a ride. Miss Disney and I have been um, oh, yeah. <laughs> on a ride for a while. But um, there's also that like very uniquely Disney thing with the VHS tape being in that mm. white Oh, the thing. white puffy like, thing. The plastic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like kids, they knew kids were going to mishandle those things, and they prepared appropriately, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the... You are so um, right. But, you don't but, see craftsmanship like the, that anymore. <laughs> that's true. Uh, wife of the show has talked about them fondly, because her and her sister would make, like, a castle out of the VHS mm. tapes. But if you used the Disney, you got a two-for-one, because the the 
The double uh, lines. Yeah, the case would stand for another tape. Um, but uh, that's something I'm going to have to see if I can give my daughter that experience, see if she'll understand that. Um, <laughs> she literally so that's won't. A, she won't. <laughs> well, that's an experiment we will try and we will find out. Um, with that, you guys, I uh, I think it's time that we take a little break. Uh, you're listening to na- uh, Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We're tuned into the community and we will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, we're talking about the 90s today and the movies that uh, were contained within it, uh, which is a pretty broad topic for uh, an hour show. It's but that's too okay. much. What were we thinking? <laughs> it's, it's so much. Um, uh, before we continue, uh, do you guys know what time it is? Any, does anyone know what time it is? Well, it's still so bright out. It's probably middle of the day. Yeah, noon or so. It's game time, people. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally two seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. They tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Sean Asan, are you guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. Yes! Okay. This week's title is Pump Up the Volume. That title again, Pump Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that Pump Up the Volume is a wacky 90s comedy of a type mm-hmm. that I feel like doesn't really exist anymore, you know? Like, I feel like there were a lot of blockbuster comedies at the time. Mm-hmm. Set in a beauty salon, and there are actually two rival beauty salons across the street from each other. And it becomes a trend, obviously, to have big hair. I feel like that was still a thing in the 90s. And so it beca- it's about these two kind of rivaling salons and their quest to give their clients more and more volume in their hair. And maybe two of the um, stylists fall in love with each other and then it becomes a bit of a Romeo and Juliet situation. Pop wow. up the volume. That's fun. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. That sounds great. Just uh, teasing hair and looking into each other's <laughs> eyes. That yeah. would have gotten made. That 100% would have uh-huh. gotten written and made in the 90s. Yeah. Sean? So I believe that it is about a sort of lowly, disrespected radio engineer that figures out a hack to um, increase the volume of his sound systems by like 50%. And people start flocking to his shop and he becomes like toast of the town, a real like royalty, and then other people figure out his hack, and then he is disgraced and has to, you know, figure it out. Devastating. <laughs> okay. Very wow. devastating. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Um, Sean was kind of close there, but you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms, which is oh. fine. Uh, um, Yikes. Pump Up the Volume is a 1990 coming-of-age drama film uh, written and directed by Alan Moyle, who would later go on to do Empire Records. Um, it stars Christian Slater and is slated as one of the films that ruined his career. Um, <laughs> what? He Christian still Slater, has a career? Yeah. yeah oh. Barely. Um, yeah. yeah um, he plays uh, a student, a loner, because he's he's, he's, he's unattractive and unlikable, uh, named Mark Hunter, who wears glasses at school so nobody likes him. Oh, no. Um, but at night, at, <laughs> at night, he he hosts a pirate radio station out of his garage. Yeah. And he has happy Harry hard on. Oh. And he moves some kids. Oh, no, Harry. Yeah, he... Uh, and all these like high school students really get like deep into his his situation, and he like talks about his life, and you know it's it's a coming of age story. It makes zero sense, <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting now looking back because it's kind of like if like one kid had Instagram, like that's what it's like, <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> It's it's really kind of a bad movie, but it's only 105 minutes, hmm. and maybe it's worth a watch. Um, and it's just okay. Um, <laughs> Depends on what you value your time. That's Happy true. Harry Hardon, though. Yeah, that's go. rough. 
Yeah, it gets shortened to it's hard, like, Harry. But oh, uh, okay. I was yeah. like, how can he say that every every time? It, yeah, it's just such a mouthful. Yeah. No, no pun intended. I think, I, I think he starts the show with it, but that's 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 it. Um, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank um, you. We're 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 moving through the nineties. We've already we're okay with the Y two K situation. Everything is good. You guys, what what are your favorite movies from the nineties? Well, here's I don't know if it's my favorite, but it is one that made a severe impression on me. Mm-hmm. What, once again, let's put alert. We we never speak in absolutes, okay? Yeah. That's oh, no, not no, no, something no, 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 we do no. here. It's too much for us. Um, I think also the nineties would like to say I don't really know her. Um, to this film, but it is from 1996. Um, it is Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt chasing tornadoes while also in the midst of a divorce. It's called Twister. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's just a really weird plot for a, a, a actiony blockbuster thing. Um, this was also the first film released on DVD in the United States. Wow. Sort of weird honor. Um, But it basically sparked my lifelong fear of tornadoes because you just see them chasing tornado after tornado. They don't get a break. They like pause to eat like a piece of toast and then they're off again. And I was just like, tornadoes can happen at any time. (laughs) And. Uh, people get killed constantly. A cow flies through windows, all that. Um, the only Classic. way that they save themselves at the end is they tie themselves to a, what they call a deep pipe, and then they can see inside the tornado. Um, oh, Helen Hunt really wants to see inside the tornado because her dad was killed by an F5 tornado, and she just wants that closure. Um, wow. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very weird film, but I feel like people loved its special effects because they are very scary yeah but just it's a you know who would make this film bill paxton great question bill paxton and steven spielberg (laughs) is who it is that's that's the answer yeah no it was it was a moment also michael crichton wrote the script for like two and a half million dollars oh my god well god knows he needed the money He's just like off screen tornado approaches. Like that is not that's <laughs> not a kind of writing ra- involved in this. A racing dinosaur yeah. and writing. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, Sonia. Well, I actually just watched a movie for the first time last night that I feel like is one of the movies that everyone's always said, "Oh my god, you haven't seen that," and I think it might be one of my favorite '90s movies, even though I just saw it for the first time. I'm oh. talking, of course, about the Fifth Element. Oh yeah, oh. nice. That's that was what I that was on my list. And like, I'm not an action movie gal generally. I don't know that mm. this really counts as an action movie. Kinda. I, what I like about it is that it weaves between a, a few different genres. I feel, mm-hmm. but it's so good and so fun. Yeah. And like, just the design is amazing. Lots of great performances. I mean, the cast is like wild. Um. I really enjoyed it. I really liked Mila Jovovich as Lilu. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was like, okay, this age-old story of, like, man falls in love with new newborn baby woman. and woman's yeah. body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, who's, like, new to the world. But actually, I, I found their their moments of relationship very touching. And, like, um, she is so charming and funny, but then, like, also really, really strong and, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say a swear, so then I couldn't think of what else to say. <laughs> oh no! Um, and and yeah, I just and okay, Chris Tucker as yeah. what hey, is it? That's Ruby an Rod? iconic role. I love that. Yeah, it is Ruby truly Rod, yeah. iconic, and th- I love that he is queer coded, but then also mm-hmm. has sex with a woman on screen, and therefore he's bi or pan. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's canon. You can't argue with that because you know I'll yep. take some representation wherever I can get it. But that role, like the scene when <laughs> everything his, is like, going down and the building's being stormed by dress. aliens and and he's doing his live broadcast and just like screaming <laughs> and like just his, in, his like, like the cadence of his speech and the line read mm-hmm. choices, like I was captivated and yeah, enjoyed it top to bottom. I, I think 
that the fifth element is like this masterclass of a particular type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And like, it has some severe problems that I think they just were like, it's about the male gaze and we're just going all in on that. And there's mm, nothing yeah. else like that's our big fault and that's okay. But they, there's been a lot of talk about it just because there are so many things that they did right. Mm. And, like, a lot of it was, like, they're kind of over gender. Like, that's not, yeah. they don't care. It's not a thing. It's not coming up. And that's, like, evident even in the costuming, right? Like, they mm-hmm. like there's all of these really interesting steps. It's also, uh, you know, every other movie ever made, uh, take a note, because they do a great job of, like, explaining the world without yeah. explaining anything. Seriously. Because you don't need to, right? Like, you don't need this exposition dump because you kind of just get it yeah you know um and it's fun to like discover it oh Mm -hmm. the diva the the diva's performance with that very 90s beat in the background when that kicks in and she's singing i'm like oh yeah (laughs) i Uh, love it did you guys have you guys read the thing that she could do it did you read the story about her the the opera singer they wanted like this they wanted this impossible note Right? So, like, oh, oh yeah, here's, the, here's the thing. Anyway, they did something, but look up her singing it because she, like, either got very close or, like, went an, a different octave and was able to get the super high note that changed how they... But um, it's actually her, and they did all this, like, work to get this, like, crazy singing thing. Um, but she turned out to be more alien than human, apparently. God, you guys um. want to talk group costume? <laughs> oh my gosh, down. yes, I would love it. <laughs> I'm down. Da- I'm down. Um, uh, I I don't know if we've. I, I I think I've asked you guys this. I don't. It's one of my favorite '90s movies. It's called. Is this from the '90s? Or is this from the '80s? Did I just screw this up? Stand by. I'm doing a quick Google. Honestly, just, if you think oh, no, it's from it's the a, '80s, it's, it's probably from the '90s. That's exactly what happened. Um, it's called Hackers. Oh my a, god! Yeah, yes. with a young Angelina Jolie and uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Um, Matthew Lillard. This, yes, yeah. I love this movie because they like portray this like cool underworld of like mm. using computers, which didn't exist. And the thing yeah, I love most made by about people it, that don't understand a computer. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all it's all wrong. Yeah. Everything is wrong. It's There's nothing correct. Uh, even like. Some of the keyboards are wrong and stuff that they like tried to depict. Like it's um, like even, it's crazy. If I remember correctly, when we first started this, one of the first like five um, show ideas you had was hacking. Is that what they're doing? It's, and I feel it's like still on, it's still <laughs> I feel on like the list. This is yeah. what uh, you were talking about. It, it was part of it. There's, it that was uh, that was kind of a different idea early on. I don't know if we do that show now or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> But uh, I still I watched it this week, and you guys, they're still so cool, and like it's <laughs> it's it's so cheesy. It's so and at cheesy. one point, like a big part of hacking apparently is dumpster diving outside corporations' dumpsters to oh, get yeah, their get data. Get all that, get all that data that they threw out in the garbage. <laughs> like, um, but that kind of happened. Like that, like that was a thing. I guess. Yeah, I feel like privacy concerns probably weren't ramped up in quite the same way. No, I don't think. I don't know. But um, in what may be his best performance, uh, what's his name? I'm looking it up. Fisher Stevens as the plague. Mm. Like it just doesn't make sense, and he can do it. Fisher it Stevens, I swear, can do anything. Like well. <laughs> He's, the okay. man's had some missteps. So. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I don't but, know. I, I don't know about his personal life. I don't know about anything oh he's no. ever said. Oh, it's it's a it's a professional issue. Okay. But that's a diff- that's it's, a different show. We'll that's a, that's that. the real quag. Well, well, let's talk about that. The blackface show. Let's, let's hold oh, on. Oh god. No. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. But uh, all right. Um. Sean, what else you got? Um, any, another any film that faves? I very much appreciate from 1997, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Mm. Um, I feel like, I I guess it is given its due, but I don't think it's really given its due as, like, the script is so hysterical. Uh, the performances by Mira Sorvino with that, like, weirdo Philly accent that she does. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, like, the best choice. Like, my shoes are filling with blood. 
Um, <laughs> and Lisa Kudrow, Janine Garofalo, Alan Cumming. It is, uh, it's about just two like likable ditzy ladies who get invited to their prom or their 10 year reunion and realize that they weren't popular in high school. So they make up fake uh, professions for themselves to try and appear more popular and obviously misjudged the entire scenario. And then eventually (laughs) just come back in as who they are and in incredible fashions and then perform a dance with Alan Cumming and, you know, but yeah, the script is so funny and I feel like scripts about women like are not really, especially at this mm. time, were not seemed as serious. Like mm-hmm. the Clueless script, hysterical. Uh, this script, amazing. And I feel like it was just kind of chalked up as like a sort of a girl movie, but yeah, hundred percent. But I love this film. Yeah, I need and to this rewatch a, it. This needs to be turned into a play or a musical <laughs> or something. Oh, right, a musical! Right. It's very yeah. ripe for that. <laughs> With all the 90s hits, that would be amazing. Oh. A period With Lisa Kudrow's dressed as Madonna at her grad. Anyway. Uh, Sonia? Well, you mentioned this before, so I won't belabor it, but I feel that I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the Shawshank Redemption, mm. which I feel like is one of the first, like good grown-up movies that I ever remember watching. Like, I feel like I remember it just being on TBS and kind of, like, getting some eyes on it. And I feel like it honestly cemented some of my ideas around, like, the carceral state and whether prisons should exist and the fact that, you know, prison and our... and the justice system is not necessarily actually a just system. Not to make it, you know, overly political, but I think it's a movie about a prison, so... It's going to be somewhat political. But just, like, Andy Dufresne and Red are just, like, two incredible characters who you can't help but have, you know, I think, like, really connect to emotionally. And there is something about just, like, the way that you want things to work out for them. And then, spoiler alert, it does, against all odds, um, that I just, is like, it's just one of those heartwarming films that also is, like, Good. Like, it's not only heartwarming. And also tragic. And also very tragic, yeah. And, like, a lot of awful, brutal stuff happens. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. A classic. I've never seen it, actually. I have read the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Art book? Short story? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a short... Or no, Some piece of... A piece of writing. Wow. Mm. I didn't... I did not know that. Um... Uh... Well, again... Uh... I, I too... We, we sort of touched on this... Um, I'll also talk about this next week because that's the way that this is going to work out. But, um, the, these are some of the best times for a, a little known actor named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Um, <laughs> some of, some of my favorite movies of his were in the nineties, which is controversial. I'm going to, that's, that's, but we got total recall, total recall, <laughs> kindergarten cop, Terminator two, uh, last action hero, true lies. I think. True Lies might be my favorite movie of his, just because it is this, like, pinnacle of 90s craziness Mm. with Tom Arnold, and is, like, kind of a buddy cop movie. Well, no, not a buddy cop. A comedy? I don't know. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. It shouldn't work, and it totally does. Uh, With Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, Mm. in the most attractive role that's ever existed in all time. Um... It's 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 crazy. Over a fish called Jeremy, Adam. you forgot you forgot um one very important addition to that list. What's that? Jingle all the way. Uh, I I <laughs> it's it is on the list. That's true. It is great. How, it's a, who you're is not making wrong. his his decisions then? Because yeah. like well, to go from that to Kindergarten <laughs> Cop to like I feel Batman like he's and Robin. He's just like I'll do oh, whatever. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, I, I also meet you. i i also look at this list and like wonder if it'll ever get this like i don't know if you guys saw the sixth day it was okay i liked it a lot but like they're never making a movie that risky again or end of days that was pretty bad actually but the fact that he could and did because he liked the idea like i thought that was uh i thought that was pretty cool um 
Maybe we'll have some overlap for this next question, but uh, if you guys had to pick a worst film of the 1990s, what would you pick? I want us all three to have the same one. That's I, that's what I want. I don't oh, think no. it's going to happen. Oh, this is... I didn't even give this any thoughts. Oh, no. Um. What? I feel like it has to be Deuce Bigelow. Oh. Are you serious right now? Wow. <laughs> I am serious. And I was I, I've, I neglected to say earlier that Adam Sandler does owe the world recompense for having given us Rob Schneider and forcing may, him to be t- in Does that mean you think it's better than Deuce Bigelow 2 European Gigolo? <laughs> no. Like, but I think that was in the early 2000s, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with both of these movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's, really, really, it's a really bad dumb movie and i can't stand rob schneider but you, oh my god i watched I mean, a different we... movie this week that mm-hmm. i thought i would love and that was that i did enjoy but was awful as a movie mm-hmm. have you guys ever seen practical magic oh yeah, yeah. with sandra bullock and nicole kidman it is terrible it is and a, so many it people is a know shambles it. of a movie so many people <laughs> say that it's one of their favorite films and it's I it might, they must have got it when they were ten or whatever. Uh huh. You would have to imprint. Yeah, you have to imprint on that because it is it's really bad. The and I love every is single absurd. person. I love every person in it. I yeah, love like that's Reese, the thing. It's I love like Diane. Yeah, Stalker Channing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even a young the, Evan Rachel Wood plays one of the kids. Mm-hmm. All of the parts were there, but it just didn't mix. No. But but, but Sonia, I cannot sit here. And let you think that the worst movie of the 90s <laughs> is Deuce Bigelow when Showgirls came out in oh, 1995. Yeah, I hey, seen it. Jeremy, I was going to say Showgirls too, but. I, it, I, was, <laughs> I but don't know how here's it could the be thing anything is else. It's, it's maybe the most, uh, the worst sort of cobbled together and formulated, but you cannot argue with the passion that Elizabeth Berkeley approached this role because <laughs> without that, she is just going like. A uh, speeding locomotive towards the end of a like off a cliff, and it's a, like one of the most balls out performances I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I still mean, need to watch it. And for that, it's, it's, you have to you have to award it to her. It's yeah, I'm Sonia. Like advice going into that, I don't even really know what I could say that would prepare you for what you're about to see, uh, and the utter violence of the depictions of uh, sexual encounters is oh, just God. no 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 not in that way not in that no, way. no no yeah no yeah that's why it's so um. shocking like it's 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 i can't tell you there's no way i can communicate to you okay. what you're okay. yeah <laughs> good to know um yeah i <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's uh, there's not much <laughs> I love more that you're say. both basically speechless I am speechless That's... because there's not a violence inflicted on her during no, the sexual no, 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 no. scene, oh, but okay. she is yeah. approaching the sex with a vigor that you have never seen before, <laughs> and it is, <laughs> and it will shock it's, you. It's, okay, it's 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 something that puts into question any anatomical sense of the human body. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, and uh, for that, yeah. God, what a disaster of a movie, but here we are. Um, uh, you guys, before we get into a little what you're watching, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to mention that you watched this week uh, or any fond memories of the 90s? Um, I rewatched Empire Records this week and it's kind of good. Like it doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. amazing. I feel like a lot of people we probably have it in a, at a certain level in their minds. I fully forgot Renee Zellweger was in it. But some and of it, like a that, lot of the writing is very good. And Renee Zellweger sings Sugar High on the roof, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. It's honestly yeah. great. Yeah, and the soundtrack's yeah. great. Soundtrack is really good. Um, also, Space Jam, soundtrack mm. oh, yeah. Soundtrack royalty of the 90s film, not so great. Um, <laughs> I watched Four Weddings and a Funeral this week, which mm. I've never seen before. Uh, it's about a quirky friend group just going back and forth, going to weddings. Uh, and they're all perpetually single, except the, and they all make jokes about them all being perpetually single, except in their friend group, there are two gay men that are dating and they just like, don't reference that at all. Yeah. Um, they're just like, we're all the single girls. Um, <laughs> but um, a young Hugh Grant 
so cute. Kristen Scott Thomas is an incredible actress. Andy McDowell is a terrible actress. Yes. Um, and everyone is so endearingly awkward, and I really just had a great time with this. Mm. Uh, I Well, we were talking before the show started about all the stuff we're going to have to leave out, uh, and I have just been slashing my list as we go. Um, I did get to watch The Big Lebowski with my brother this week, oh, and so it is such a classic. It's so fun. It's so crazy. Everyone is an amazing actor, and it, like it's just so enjoyable. If you haven't seen it, please see, seek it out. The dude um, abides. The dude abides. I take comfort in that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Re- really quick, you guys. Uh, quick, quick, quick. What you watching? Twenty seconds each. Go, Sean. Um, uh, I watched. You know what? Skip me, skip me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much pressure. Re- reclaiming Sean's time. Um, <laughs> I watched the entirety of a series on Crave. I think it's from HBO called We're Here that uh, aired last summer. And then there's a new season coming this summer that I'm really excited about. It's um, Drag Race alums Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka O'Hara. And they basically travel to small towns around the U.S., um, or not necessarily small towns, but conservative areas, they put on a, a one-night drag show with three local people who they, like, put into drag for the first time and basically just, like, are visibly queer in these towns. And it's so heartwarming. There's parts of it that are really, you know, hard to watch and people tell their very sad life stories. But, ah, oh, it's something great to watch if you need some uplifting drag queen content. Nice, thank you. Well, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co-host, Sonia John, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast as Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. Uh, my Electric is coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.